another win, another injury, a lot to discuss after a 4-1 to win over the Canadians. We talk about everything we took from last night's win today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, you can listen to every single episode of Lockdown Wild on your favorite podcast platform, absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we recap another win for the Wild, this time over the Canadians. We'll talk about another strong effort from Marc-Andre Fleury. We'll talk about some players who have stepped up in light of recent injuries, and we'll try to give you an update on the injury front on a couple of Minnesota Wild players. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. A 4-1 to win for the Minnesota Wilds over the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, the Wilds now 5-4-1 on the season. And it featured a little bit of a bumpy start. Uh, just a little bit of kind of a feeling out process for this Wild team. Uh, as we'll talk about, they are very shorthanded. And so uh, you're throwing lines out there hoping that things work and it just... It seemed like it took a full period for things to uh, really start to gel for this team. But then you get to the second period, and you get to the third period. And save for a little bit of a push by the Canadians after their power play goal uh, to make it 3-1 to one at the time, save for a little bit of a push there, the Wild really took care of business in all facets over those final two periods. And we're starting to see... As we get further and further into this, and now 10 games into the season, we're starting to see that uh, Marc-Andre Fleury still has a lot to give, still has a lot of hockey um, that he is able to give this team and a lot of quality hockey that he's able to give this team. He was able to keep the Wild in it uh, when the Canadians got out to a better start than the Wild did uh, in terms of uh, zone possession time and shots on net. But Flurry, continuing this recent stretch that he's on, was able to keep the Canadians from getting any sort of early momentum with an early goal or anything along those lines. And uh, as the game went on, it seemed like he got stronger and stronger when the Canadians made their push after a uh, power play goal. And you can point to that power play goal and say, well... That's, uh, that's bad work on the penalty kill, but you got to look at the fact that the Wild are missing uh, a couple of key pieces on that penalty kill unit. And so Canadians get one there, but the Wild do a good job of making sure that it doesn't snowball to two or three goals in a row. Um, but Fleury just, he continues just this very strong run that he is on. And you look at, all of the numbers, 
that he is putting up so far this season. We talked about he was the third star of the week in the NHL last week, going 3-0-0 with a goals against average under 2 and a very strong save percentage as well. I think the biggest thing that is impressing for me is the work that he's done to, and some of this is due to the Wilds' defense playing much better, but you look at the, they call them high danger chances, and basically how it works is each shot on net gets a base value of one, and based on a couple of different levels of criteria, shots are given additional points, and any shot with a rating of three is considered a high danger shot opportunity. And Flurry, you look at it early on in the season, um, he, against the Rangers, for instance, was 7 of 13 on high danger chances, so the Rangers got six high danger goals against Flurry on opening night. Uh, against the Los Angeles Kings, he was 5 of 7. He was 7 of 10 against the Vancouver Canucks. And you look at what has happened since. He was 8 of 10 against Boston. 10 of 10 against the Canadians the first time they played. Then a perfect 8 of 8 against Ottawa. He was 3 of 5 against Chicago. And then 4 of 4 against the Canadians here last night. And... That Chicago game featured two goals. Two of the goals that uh, I think would be most associated with high danger chances was just that gross kind of scrum in front of the net, which Jonathan Taves was able to bank one in off of Flurry's leg. And then that Andreas Anthony goal where he uh, just blasted into the zone and was able to get one past Flurry. So. Those are the high danger chances that he has given up. But other than that, he has been absolutely nails on the hardest shots to defend um, by an opponent every given night. And especially with the fact that this team is juggling lines as much as they have been, having a calming goalie presence in net that can buy you time even as long as a period to try to figure things out, to come back as the Wild did in the after the first intermission and really started to crank up the Jets after they were able to iron a couple of things out. Having somebody in net that can do that for you and not let things spiral wildly out of control is massive. And the fact that Marc-Andre Fleury has been able to do that over the, uh, the last handful of games is... No small reason that this team has figured it out and is now 5-1-1 one, and one in their last seven games. Uh, he is a huge part of that. And so I think as he continues to do that, and the other interesting thing about this too is some of the comments, you know, Bill Guerin talked to Michael Russo um, in an athletic article before the road trip really got going, in which Garen was trying to kind of tell everybody to just, yeah, it's not a great start. We have expectations that this team is going to be able to figure it out and get back to playing the style of hockey we want. He had a couple of interesting comments in regards to Flurry in 
kind of putting out there that Flurry is somebody who I think gets into a rhythm easier and is able to perform better when he strings a bunch of starts together. And that wasn't an option last year with the 50-50 split. Really didn't get an opportunity for him to string any consecutive starts together until late in the season and then in the playoffs. And so if that's true, then we're seeing that kind of play out in front of us in that he's getting a bunch of starts in a row um, with the exception of back-to-backs. And I think it's helped build up his confidence and... I, I'm going to continue to point to the fact that he just seems like he's way more calm and composed in the net as he was early on in the season because I think he is reading the puck better. He's seeing the puck better, and so he's able to more react to things going on as opposed to trying to anticipate what is coming next. And so if that is the case, that he kind of is able to perform better with more starts. I, I mean, you'll take whatever you can get from him, I think, uh, in terms of starts. And if it ends up approaching 50 and he's still performing at a high level, go for it. So it's it's been great to see him, you know, get into this groove. And, you know, that, that first period is exactly what you need from your goalie, especially when you're down multiple players. And so for him to be able to do that was huge. And um, if he can do that here and there, if he gets to where he's having to do that every night, that's a problem. But if he's able to do that here and there, especially maybe on the road, um, that's going to be a huge asset for this team moving forward. Now, in addition to that, having young players be able to step up and fill spots, key spots on this roster that are currently um, with players out of the lineup has been massive as well. And so we'll talk about a couple of those guys that have been able to step up and step in as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Bill Barr's done it again. I've got a built Bar right in front of me, but instead of ripping it open and eating it right now, I'm just going to talk about it a little bit because built Bar has changed the game once again with some new reimagined flavors, including cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, and coconut brownie topper, plus white chocolate peppermint granola. It's Bilt's take on the granola bar, so it's more filling and still insanely Tasty, plus candy cane brownie puff. Built puffs are biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. For anyone that hasn't tried a Built Bar yet, you are missing out on the absolute best in protein bars that are good for you and also taste amazing. They're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of shockingly low sugar and calories, and uh, 130 calories in these built bars. So just sink your teeth in. That first bite is going to change your life. And if you don't delay, you can get 15% off your order right now by using the promo code LOCKEDON15 at built.com. So run, don't walk, 
and head to built.com. Make sure to use that promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off of your order at built.com. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. And uh, for your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter to the most and biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked on Sports Today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. No Jordan Greenway, no Marcus Foligno, no Ryan Hartman, Brandon Duhame left early. Not great, and we'll try to give a little bit of an update on injury timetables for those guys here to finish today's episode, but when you're down that much, not only are you missing key components of your roster, but you're missing an identity as well. Jordan Greenway, Marcus Foligno, two of the most physical guys on this roster. You have Ryan Hartman, who has been playing much better hockey recently, and you have Brandon Duhame, who adds to that physicality. They're all not playing, and so you have to lean on not only your top players, in which... Props to Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, and Matt Zuccarello for continuing to answer the bell for this team early on in this season. That trio has been just just insanely good to uh, start the year. But you have to rely on other players to be able to step in and fill those voids. And we're going to give some love to Mason Shaw here for... And I know it was a, uh, it was a dicey rebound off of uh, Jake Allen, but... Mason Shaw picks up another goal. I want to key in, though, on something that happened late in the game. You have Marco Rossi, who draws the ire of Canadians players after a clean hit late in the game. Uh, He's still on the ice, which whether or not Rossi should have been on the ice late in the game uh, is another, another discussion for another day. But the fact that the Canadians were actively trying to pay him back for a clean hit, the fact that Mason Shaw stepped in and was like, you're not getting to Rossi, that shows how much somebody like that is trying to take this opportunity and turn it from an opportunity into a roster spot. This team, as we move forward over the next two years after this year, is going to be dealing with the worst of the dead cap hits for Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter. So the most logical way to combat that is to go with players on cheaper contracts, entry-level contracts, and give them opportunities for legitimate spots on this roster. What Mason Shaw has done since he was put on this roster in the now three games that he's played, I don't think he has done anything that even when this roster is fully healthy, I don't think he's done anything to warrant removing him from this mix. He has provided some goal scoring. He 
battles as hard as anybody on this team for loose pucks along the boards, trying to keep possession alive. But then of all the people on the team, and yes, I know there were other players that were involved in that scrum at the end. For him to be the one that steps in and ends it speaks to, again, just how much he wants to make this more than just an opportunity, a call-up, any of those things. Mason Shaw wants to stay on this roster as long as he is feasibly able to do so. And so I've been really impressed with what we've seen from him. Was one of the last cuts for this uh, wild roster before we started the season. To the point where you saw what he did in the preseason and you're like, he's going to be one of the guys that ends up making it. Regardless of how that played out, he's on the team now and from the sounds of it, he's going to get plenty of opportunities to play here uh, with some of the news on the injury front for this wild team. And you look at where he was slotted in in last night's game. He was on the line with Jewel Eriksson-Eck and Matt Boldy. And he looked like he belonged on that line. So just an awesome, awesome showing over the uh, last couple of games for Mason Shaw. And this wild team is going to need that going forward here because uh, you got a road trip coming up next week. Now the opponents are not exactly lighting it up right now. But still, you got to bring it. We've seen it. We saw a good example of it again last night. The Florida Panthers lost to the Arizona Coyotes. If you don't bring it on any given night in the National Hockey League, especially this year, it seems like it happens every year, but this year it just seems like we've flipped everything on its head. If you don't bring your A game, you're going to lose. And so the Wild are going to need these guys to continue to fight every shift like their positions on the roster depend on it. And Mason Shaw has done that, and then some here, over the last few days. So that's been great to see, um, and uh, hopefully he's able to continue doing that because he's a fun player to root for, which is why I think I'm just going to start the uh, Mason Shaw fan club. We'll call it uh, Shaw's Dogs. And uh, we're just going to start that up. Just going to fire it up. It can be a Lockdown Wild production. And Dogs, of course, is spelled D-A-W-G. So, president of the Shaw's Dogs fan club right here. And uh, would love to see him continue what has been a, uh, a solid start. And you know the history. You know the story behind Mason Shaw. All that he has battled to get to this point. And there just is something more rewarding about it. Seeing a player be able to overcome all of that and make the most of an opportunity. So you have that. You also have Marco Rossi getting his first NHL point. And now we all collectively can exhale, including Marco Rossi. Because I don't think you have to be an elite analyst to see that the pressure has been kind of mounting as the scoreless games for Rossi built. 
but it seems as though he has been playing better here recently. He is contributing, especially on the defensive side, and he did so again last night. But now that he nearly had the goal, but it ended up going to Kirill, that's not the point. Now that he has contributed on the offensive side of the puck and doesn't have to wake up and look at the zeros every day. Now that that is no longer a thing, I think he can get to where he is just playing his brand of hockey and is contributing on this team. And you look at how he scored the goal, him and Kirill Kaprizov with a little two-on-one. And maybe with the news that um, Ryan Hartman's going to be out maybe for a while, not entirely sure yet. But maybe with that news, and maybe if the Freddie Goudreau as the 1C starts to kind of tail off, maybe this will be the opportunity that Marco Rossi gets to uh, slot in between Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. He is going to, he's going to get himself to that opportunity. Just... It's just taken a little longer than I think anybody anticipated that it would. And we're starting to see the signs of Rossi starting to catch on here at the NHL level. Um, There are going to be more hiccups, I'm sure. But nice to see him get that first point, and hopefully that helps take a little pressure off of him as we go forward. Now, we'll assess where we're at injury-wise as we finish up today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wilds. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wilds your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Game to Game podcast on the Lockdown NHL Network, giving you a full lowdown of all the games from all the NHL teams from all of the Lockdown NHL experts. You can find Game to Game on the Locked On NHL podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. So it sounds like from uh, what newly uh, newly acclimated Minnesota Wild writer Joe Smith tweeted out uh, earlier in the night that um, Ryan Hartman could be out for a little while. Uh, it's as we are hearing an upper body injury haven't really gotten any sort of definitive injury diagnosis. We're not going to either, just with the nature of how the NHL works. But in just looking at some tweets from uh, from Joe Smith, and um, let's just go all the way back because uh, there are a few updates to give uh, from Last night. So now the Wild are without Hartman long-term. Felino for an undetermined amount of time. And Duhame is the latest to leave with an upper body injury. Greenway is at least on his way back. He could play on next week's road trip. So good news on Greenway is he's skating. He's making progress to return. But he's not there yet. And um, Marcus Felino, not super sure what... The um, injury designation or status is for him, but I would imagine we'll get some more clarification here within the next couple of days. 
um, from Joe Smith as well. Dean Evison had no update on Duhame. Didn't want to speculate on how long he's out or if they'll need another call-up. I'd think um, either Sammy Walker or Adam Beckman are the next forwards in line for a potential call-up. So the Wilds, with the fact that they're at home for these next two games, just kind of trying to ease their way through it before, I think, making some solid, legitimate roster moves ahead of the road trip. Uh, So I would imagine within the next probably day, we'll get some sort of timetable uh, for those guys on their return. But look, they're big losses. We talked about it with Felino and Greenway at the top of the show. Those two guys represent a large part of the physicality that this team wants to have um, on any given night. And you look at Hartman and Duhame, two parts of a line that was working pretty well with Jewel Erickson Eck once that line was formed uh, a few games ago. That pairing did some really good things, and now those two are out, and you miss not only having that trio paired, but you're missing Ryan Hartman getting himself going, uh, playing his best couple of games of the season back-to-back, and Brandon Duhame just a solid grinder for this team who uh, had a couple of early goals. And so these are all huge losses for this team. It's not on the level, obviously, of losing Kirill Kaprizov or Matt Boldy or Matt Zuccarello, but at the same time, it's going to require this team to think about the way that they play a little bit here going forward. You can't, you can't expect to be a grand piano that is not securely fastened in the back of a moving truck, just moving bodies up and down the ice without two of your most physical players in the lineup. That is something that they are going to need to do. You know, you can't just completely eliminate physicality from the game, but you add Duhame into that mix as well. And you're missing three of your more physical players all at once. And so This is where having the likes of Sam Steele, of Tyson Jost, Kirill Kaprizov, all those guys, Connor Dewar, all those guys that possess really good speed, that is where the Wild are going to have to turn to more if they don't have as many potential physical options out there on the ice. And I think we saw a little bit of that in the game against the Canadians where you know you can't really you can't really bowl your way through people with smaller bodies out there um, and so we'll see you know if that becomes more of a focus for this team going forward uh, at least until those guys are ready to return I would hope that we have a more definitive timetable on Greenway by the time the road trip starts, but I'll just take it as a good sign if he travels. And beyond that, Felino probably going to hopefully have an update for him. Um, it's just going to be next man up for this team, and it always has been. And so you see the guys like Mason Shaw make the most of an opportunity. As far as uh, players who could come up, to uh, make some noise with this team. You've got 
guys down at Iowa. Um, Adam Beckman, as Joe Smith mentioned. You've also got like Mitchell Chafee, who has played some NHL games before. Sammy Walker, the other one that Joe mentioned. Some of the guys who were kind of fan favorites down the stretch uh, during training camp. Uh, Nick Patan, I know, is hurt right now. Otherwise, he probably would be a, uh, a good option. And then you have uh, Mr. Fight Everybody, Brandon Baddock, who could also potentially be an option. So it's going to be next man up for this team, as it always is. And thankfully, this wild franchise, this prospect pool, has more than a few guys who can uh, step in and do the job just fine. So we will await word on how things are playing out with the four guys that are hurt. And until then, we're just going to enjoy this win and uh, gear our sights up. We are on to Seattle for Thursday. So thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Now that you're finished with your first listen of the day, make sure you check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day as well. Locked on Sports Today is available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts, just like Locked on Wild. So make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure you follow on YouTube so you don't miss out on any of our great content all throughout the week. We've got postcasts, we've got game recaps, we've got game previews, we've got special interviews, we've got all of it for you all throughout the week as we guide you through yet another Minnesota Wild season. So make sure you follow along every step of the way. We have new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network.